with rising billions, disrupting tradition, always be closing, gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. There is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Cumby and Alan Witch. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold and Alan Witch, my awesome co-host is in the house. Alan, how you doing, brother? I'm in house. I'm doing great. I'm on the I'm on the uh, I'm on another coast with your only host. How's that? <laughs> on the coast with my only host. I love that. On another dude. coast. On another, another coast, coast. As your that only is true. host. There we go. I like that uh, because we're on two different coasts. That's right. And uh, down here, you know, Florida's just been, uh, you know, amazing. Uh, the weather's been incredible. And I know I keep rubbing that in every show. But, like, you know, I live in a beach town. Uh, yeah, talk yeah. Talk about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was sleeping there just for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Um, anyway, uh, you know, listen, Alan, we've got a great guest coming on. Uh, in fact, uh, I think it's uh, definitely a great subject, um, whether you're, you know, 25 or 40 years old um, or anybody for that matter. But, you know, certainly in that uh, age group about focusing on your assets, things that are going to get you, you know, beyond that age and, 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 and make that wealth. So I'm really excited about this uh, conversation today, and I'm excited to learn. You know, I've got my journal out. How about you? I'm, I've got my journal out. My journal. My, I got a new word, journal. J-O-U-R-M-A-L, journal. I, got, I have a We don't want to know about your journal. Difference between a gerbil and a journal. A journal. So um, I'm writing in my journal now, and uh, I got about a half a page so far because uh, our guest today and I had a chance to, to chat, as, we, uh, as you know, as we got going here this morning. And... Um, right. I love the fact that we have on our show, we're, we're privileged to have on our show a wide variety, not only of backgrounds, but of ages and demographics. And I, uh, I know it's by design. We've, we've done that by design, and it's been specific. But uh, today is a, is a great guest. We've got a, a young man on the show here that, uh, that has a lot in common with my background, so I think that's fantastic on a personal note. But uh, he's a, a contractor, a residential flipper, he is a residential investment property owner, part of um, uh, mastermind uh, efforts for the millennial age, which I think is fantastic. We've got a, a young demographic now of, of those growing up that are thinking about down the road investment ways to take care of yourself so that you're not having to work with the man the whole time. And if you want to work with the man, that's great. But the millennial aged folks are in a position where they're able to have other priorities and they're able to have other ways of uh, economic balance. And uh, our, our guest today, Matt, is uh, by no exception, uh, you know, becoming a master at that. 
and uh, he's uh, looking down the road to where he's going to have uh, some investment properties, you know, 100 keys in a year, which for those that uh, don't know what a key is, a key is nothing more than an individual property. So he wants an individual property, wants 100 of those a year, and he's well on his way to getting that. And uh, at, the, at the very young age of 28, but the wisdom of somebody that's uh, twice his age. So without further ado, let's... Uh, Let's bring on the uh, millionaire investor in the millionaire mindset, Mr. Matt Aitchison. Matt, welcome to Think Bold, Be Bold. What's up, fellas? Man, I'm excited to be here with you guys today and just uh, kind of sitting back and listening to the energy and the dynamic between the two of you. Uh, I'm excited. It's going to be a fun show. Absolutely. Matt's in the house. Matt's like I said, everybody, house. get your journal out because this is when you know you get those golden nuggets and you know you're if you don't have your pen and, and paper ready it's easy to just let it pass by so make sure you're taking some notes and uh excited to get the start you know the show going uh matt um you're an interesting guy you've got a great background uh in fact i don't know that um alan uh, mentioned this part but you know you were ranked in the uh, wall street journal top 1000 for real estate teams nationwide and um, I think that's, you know, very impressive to hit that type of list. And uh, I just want to know your background. Like, where, where did this all kind of, like, where did you start? Um, you know, go back as, as far as you can uh, from a perspective of, you know, mindset, what, you know, how you grew up, uh, where you are now. I mean, you know, the floor is yours. But I, I want our guests to really understand, you know, how you came into this. Like, how did this develop? You know, what was the whole... Uh, persona that you you know started to gravitate to um, you know what did you read along the way you know I, really interesting to understand you know people's background and we always start the show this way um, so I certainly want to uh, to get to know you here you know in, in a, obviously the show goes fast but you know as as uh, as as much as you can give us on on sort of a, a highlight of uh, you know your uh, your life so far. Yeah, I'll give you guys the, the cliff note version just to kind of lay some context behind who I am and, you know, what I've done and where I'm at now. Um, kind of rewinding a little bit, uh, kind of had a turbulent, I wouldn't say childhood because I had amazing parents and I, you know, grew up in a, in a relatively good environment um, with, you know, a lot of opportunities around me, yet I made uh, some poor decisions. I was hanging around with the, the wrong people. Um, I was, you know, indulging in extracurricular activities that necessarily, you know, weren't conducive to the lifestyle that I had kind of always dreamed for myself, which was a successful one, which was a, you know, a rich and fulfilling one on many levels, not just financially. Um, but yet I found myself uh, expelled from high school my senior year for uh, getting in a physical altercation and then um, kind of getting through that, you know, speed bump uh, I got into uh, UC Santa Barbara, and uh, about the second or third month into uh, my college career, I made almost the exact same mistake that got me expelled from high school. So I ended up getting arrested. Um, it did have to do with, you know, intoxication with alcohol and, um, you know, some other drugs that were in the... Uh, kind of in the equation, and I was young, I was 19, um, kind of in that invincible mindset where, you know, you just don't necessarily think your actions through all the way, and um, I remember, you know, very vividly kind of coming out of uh, 
essentially a blackout where I didn't know what I had done previous to kind of coming to that moment. And I looked around me and I was in jail and I was surrounded by, you know, some, some people that you probably would be surprised by if you're coming, you know, out of a, out of a blackout. I had no idea where I was at, why I was there. Um, so long story short, um, I was facing felony charges and uh, was facing a, a significant amount of time in jail. And, and that was kind of like my, my oh shit moment of where have my choices led me and what does this mean for my future? Right, it was like that real, real moment in my life where it was a fork in the road, and uh, it was real. And it was gonna, you know, based on how I responded in that situation, I'm a big believer in, you know, life is 10% of what happens to you, 90% of how we respond to it. And uh, and that was gonna tell myself and you know the people around me and uh, the world essentially, uh, the universe, you know, what the future might look like based on how I responded. So. Um, kind of fast forward a little bit, I decided to start getting real intentional about my peer group and uh, the activities that I was engaging with and just started really kind of modeling after the people that I, I wanted to live my life like and, um, you know, followed some of those paths and, and that led me down this, you know, whole new journey of one inner development and, uh, you know, kind of going inward and working on myself um, you know, educating my mind, uh, finding mentors, surrounding myself with a, you know, a tribe of individuals that um, were living life like I wanted to live it. And um, that led me down this you know, new journey of entrepreneurship and starting my, my real estate company. And at the same time, I realized that, you know, real estate was amazing, but uh, it wasn't necessarily a major passion of mine. But I was very passionate about wealth building and passionate about real estate investing. So I started a real estate investing company kind of simultaneously while we were growing our traditional real estate uh, company. And then um, I got involved in and partnered in a construction company as well, seeing that, you know, all of these companies were kind of cross-pollinating and referring business back and forth. And uh, our clients were needing certain services that I knew we could, you know, kind of generate revenue from those opportunities and have different wealth buckets and kind of go horizontally instead of just having one vertical opportunity, um, I started looking horizontally. And so that kind of led me into different, you know, investment opportunities. Uh, and, and today where I'm at now is, is just investing full time and looking to continue growing my wealth and, you know, really surpass all of the financial freedom goals and keep redesigning what those look like. But also, most importantly, um, you know, giving back through either actual monetary contributions that the, you know, the wealth buckets create for myself or education and mentorship, which is a, a big passion of mine right now and in, in really providing those opportunities to other people and kind of changing the mindset around real estate investing and how that can be a vehicle for individuals to create and unlock a more rich and fulfilling life for themselves if they're intentional of, you know, how they go about kind of back-ending and, and redesigning and re-architecting what, um, you know, wealth building and uh, financial freedom can look for them. So that's kind of where I'm at today. Good place. Long journey. Um, I admire your uh, transparency in letting us know and letting the audience know, um, you know, that it's not all, it's not all wine and roses. Uh, oh, even when opportunity is great, it's not all wine and roses. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes commitment. It takes committed, continuous focus. 
And uh, you've uh, you've seen that you've uh, gone down some roads and, and come out the other side. Um, and uh, life is better when you're when you're on purpose. And I want to honor you for that. Um, not everybody that uh, you know that has that experience uh, is able to say that not only did they did they come out the other side, but they came out the other side with a whole different level of passion, with a whole different level of success, and uh, with a whole different perspective on uh, being able to uh, you know help others navigate around some of those uh, some of those potholes and some of those life experiences that did nothing more than just derail you. So. With that said, congratulations. Uh, well done. And uh, what a young guy. The show's over. It's a very quick show this morning, folks. It's only about <laughs> so uh, we just wanted everybody to know that we had a great time. But no, uh, that, that's that's great. But I know Chris is dying to, to interject something. Chris, what kind of question you got for our buddy Matt this morning? Well, I mean, first of all, an observation that, you know, and, and, and I think that this is a, you know, good one for everybody listening in, you know, to... Um, you know, ponder. And, you know, Matt, you went through um, an experience, um, self-indulged and uh, and came out the other side, um, you know, with a, a complete new focus and, and a want and a desire, um, you know, to change. And, and I think that's the big thing is that a lot of people um, that might relate or something different that's going on in their life, you know, maybe completely different and that's okay, but it's a struggle of some sort. Um, you know, suppressing ourselves, sedating ourselves, whatever it may be, um, but we have a desire to change. When that desire happens, it's about, you know, taking action. And it sounds like, Matt, you took some massive action. Now, I'd like to know, you know, what really pulled you out of that, you know, other than, you know, I can't keep doing this, you know, it's, it's, it's not good for me, blah, blah, blah. I want to know, like, what were some of the key action steps that you can, you know, help our audience that might be facing a circumstance that may be similar or, you know, relatable, uh, you know, through struggle? Because, you know, listen, struggle is painful. But what I know about struggle and pain is that the growth is just on the other side of getting through that. And, um, you know, help us, uh, you know, what was some of the, you know, actions that you took and, and some of the uh, things that, um, if you can reflect on, really helped you uh, go in that direction where you, you know, continuously grew from there? Yeah, well, you mentioned a, a few key words that resonated with me. You know, first and foremost, um, I was determined to make sure that, you know, my past didn't equal my future, right? And I always think of the, you know, analogy of the rearview mirror and the windshield. You know, the rearview mirror is, is much smaller, but it's there for a reason. It's there to, you know, kind of give you that perspective to have some bearings of what's going on behind you and, you know, remind you of your surroundings. And at the same time, um, if all you did was focus on the rearview mirror, you'd lose sight of the vision in front of you, of the windshield, of the opportunity and the things that are, you know, in front of you. So um, I kind of kept that in the back of my mind at all times of saying, you know what, like, I'm, I was I was in the beginning ashamed of all of these decisions and where they had led me. And then I realized that I had the opportunity to redesign what my future looked like. And at the same time, it wasn't up to anybody else but me. And so, you know, when we're talking about the pain, um, the pain is essentially what motivated me. The fear of ending up in jail and spending, you know, five years in an environment like that, um, in proximity to that, scared the hell out of me. So that was essentially what 
led me passionately and intentionally in the opposite dire direction because I think at the end of the day, whether it's, you know, getting arrested or it's having an addiction to this or, you know, having anger or, you know, having a family member die or facing some kind of hardship, at the end of the day, everybody has those experiences, right? Like those listening to this call right now can all say, exactly go to one moment in their life and say, yep, I felt all of those feelings. Now, how people respond is uh, very different in, in many different, in, in, in different capacities. So for me, I knew that um, I've always been a good modeler in the sense of I've never been the fastest, the strongest, the smartest, but I'm a workhorse and I'm also really good at kind of modeling after other people's successes and success leaves clues. And so not reinventing the wheel, but figuring out how I can take what has worked for another individual who's doing what I want to do and implement it into my own journey or my own life in some capacity. And so that's kind of what I did, right? When I got out um, of jail, I remember literally the next day, I sat down and I actually remember editing my peer group. I said, I'm not going to hang out with this person anymore. I'm not going to, you know, do this activity anymore. I started going through all of the activities and the individuals and really the experiences that I knew did not serve me based on where I wanted to go. And so when I got clarity on that, then it became much easier to, one, eliminate those things from my life, but two, now it was what activities and what people and relationships and experiences do I need to get around in order to start seeing some traction and momentum and moving in that direction of making this kind of you know, vision in my head of what I see myself doing, um, what now do I have to start internalizing and becoming in order to have that, you know, inner view become an external reality. And so I, um, I started finding, you know, mentors and surrounding myself with uh, individuals that, you know, had good daily habits and routines. And um, I started, you know, getting back into my health, which was a big thing. And the, the biggest one was, I can just say, is, is editing my peer group. And as hard as that was, um, I'm sure we could all, you know, identify a couple negative people in our life right now or identify a couple people that necessarily don't <laughs> elevate us or don't serve us moving forward. And yet, um, we still seem to tolerate that. And so I got almost very, I went almost to the extreme where I said, you know what, I'm not going to tolerate anything but what is in, you know, alignment with my goals and my vision of where I'm going moving forward. And uh, when I got clear on that and when I really actually started executing on what that roadmap could look like, um, you know, things and doors and opportunities and conversations started to kind of fall in line. But I want to highlight one thing before um, I wrap up this statement was um, for a lot of us, we are ashamed of, maybe the person or what we've tolerated um, or who we've become. And when I read the book, The Gift of Imperfections by Brene Brown, and actually addressed this shame that I felt for the life that I was living or the choices that I made or whatever it may be, um, and I actually like, started to, to love myself as woo-woo and you know, as ho hokey that, as that sounds, when I actually started to love myself and started to be proud of who I was and the direction that I was going, feeling that I was in alignment, um, I actually started, you know, believing and seeing and manifesting all of these things that I, I had kind of envisioned in my mind. And 
I was confident moving forward that you know every relationship, every conversation, um, every opportunity, you know, every experience, whatever it may be, was actually an organic reflection of who I was because I was actually just being me instead of, you know, trying to be who I thought I needed to be or to hide what I once was. Um, and when I embraced all that and started kind of falling into this own space of authenticity, uh, you know, th the world kind of just opened up in a more organic way. And it was really cool. I love it. And, you know, just a couple of uh, observations you know, to reinforce uh, to our audience as well, you know, just some of my notes, it was, um, you know, cleaning up some of your uh, people you hang out with uh, was, was, you know, always a good idea, you know, especially when they weren't serving you, or you weren't getting any, you know, anything out of the activities that you were, um, or better yet, you were getting the wrong uh, things out of the activities um, that you were partaking uh, in that environment. And environment is so important, you know, our social environment, uh, our social heredity, you know, what we were around. Uh, but one thing uh, that popped out was, um, you know, clarity. You finally had some clarity. And see, a lot of times um, we have these clouds, if you want, and, and if you were to use this analogy, um, you know, listening in and, 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 you know, for this discussion, you know, the clouds around is hard to see through, uh, you know, until you start you know, walking, and um, you know, I'm a big fan of like walk as far as you can see, and you'll see a little further. Uh, but it all comes down to the awareness that you can go forward and you can walk out of this fog or cloud, and uh, that's a choice. You know, I think Jim Rohn said it best. You know, <laughs> you want to if you want change in your life, you you know, move. You're not a tree. Um, you know, I didn't get his quote uh, quite, uh, you know, exactly what, what he said, but, you know, essentially the context of it is the same, is that you have an opportunity to move. Uh, I love the fact that you used, I, you know, I love myself and, and you found realization in that because, you know, I'm a big believer that you can't give away something you don't have. Um, and, you know, therefore, uh, you know, loving yourself, you know, you're truly able to love others. And I think that's the big key and the big secret that you know, hides in plain sight. You know, I learned uh, way back from Brian Tracy, uh, the words, you know, and he starts off, I like myself. You know, I felt like a corny, um, you know, young guy just looking in the mirror and saying, I like myself, I like myself, I like myself. It was, you know, just the strangest feeling. But over time, it became I love myself and I loved, you know, what I saw and I loved the opportunity to be anything that I wanted to be. And that's what really, um, you know, got me moving in the direction many, many years ago. And, and in fact, you know, I've been listening to Brian Tracy now pr probably for, you know, well over 25 years. Uh, but, you know, just amazing, um, you know, again, mentors, counseling. I have a silent counsel. Uh, you know, I couldn't afford to have a coach, you know, back in the day. So I read books. Uh, now, amazing opportunity to find, you know, mentors and coaches through books, through Obviously, online. I mean, YouTube is an excellent place to get uh, information if you uh, are sitting on the other side and, and, and want mentors or you need some counsel or you, you want some coaches or you need someone to model. And you mentioned something amazing is, you know, you started modeling someone that you wanted to be like, not be because you have to be yourself. However, you wanted to have similar experiences or opportunities, and all you needed to do was shape or understand how they uh, went and did what they, you know, did to get 
uh, the success in their lives. And, you know, same thing. Everybody's listening in, Matt, to your discussion and you're, uh, you're, you're, you know, powering through life and, and doing what you really love to do. And it's the same thing. You know, you're listening in, folks, and, and I certainly am. And, and it's about that, you know, thing that comes to you and says, well, what do I really want? And, man, all I got to do is just make one move, do something. And uh, it's an amazing uh, process when you start going through that, that uh, one thing just leads to another. People, places, events, yeah. and circumstances start to show up, right? Matt, you're an amazing yeah. guy. Alan, what do we, uh, what do we have uh, next for Matt? Well, I'm going to call Matt. I wanted Matt. to add one thing to that, if you Go don't mind. It. Yeah, you know, sure. Go you, for you it. Brought up a, you, you brought up a, a great point, and I'm a big believer in the fact that, and I truly believe this, that anybody who's listening, you're just one conversation or one relationship from taking your life on a completely different trajectory. I mean, if you think about that, right, it could be it could be one conversation, it could be one person that you meet, and who knows where that'll come from. It goes back to awareness and, and being consciously aware and intentional about, you know, the, the people who come in and come out of your life. But, you know, if you when I think about the sequence of events that have played out in certain areas of my life, whether it's my relationship with my wife or with my daughter or you know, with someone that I work with, a partner, an opportunity that came in, whatever it may be, a new friendship, the biggest breakthroughs that I've had in the, the trails that I've set afire have come from just one conversation or one relationship. And so when you can kind of, you know, kind of shift your mindset of being more aware and intentional of your day-to-day -day activities, those opportunities are constantly coming in front of you and you've got to at least decipher which ones actually might be that breakthrough opportunity, whether it's a conversation or relationship. So you're just one conversation or one relationship, whether that's today or tomorrow, away from having a new breakthrough in your life. You just got to be intentional about it. Absolutely. I just want to, I want to hang on that for just a second. I want to extend what you just said. You know, your one conversation, one relationship, uh, one tick away from, you know, away from greatness. And the greatness could be economical, but it could also be just, um, you know, developing you. And I, it, it sounds like, you know, a lot of people may be shaking their heads that, you know, well, what's one, you know, what's one handshake or one connection going to do? One connection could, in fact, really absolutely open up uh, opportunity in so many different facets, even open up awareness of what one didn't know before. So I, I honor you for, for acknowledging that and for seeing that. And I, I think I almost want to coin you as the pivot master. And you know, you, you're, you're looking at environments and, and you pivot. You pivot based on not – you don't pivot based on the bad that's happened. You pivot based on the good that's happened. If you're doing three things and two of them don't work and one of them did, just didn't do you harm, you, you accelerated from that position. So you're always – positioning yourself at a sense of increase as opposed to reacting to a sense of decrease. So with that pivot note, is that something that, that, um, that you think came by naturally by circumstance, or do you think that ability to pivot is something that you learned or picked up by um, hanging around with a, uh, with a different crowd? Well, it's, to be honest, I mean, it's just been a, like any discipline in my life, it's been something that's been strengthened over time by choice. Um, 
I also would say there's kind of a, a natural byproduct of just having life experiences that either you know, empower you or disempower you to make a, a certain response. So when it comes to, you know, let's say pivot or let's just use the word failure, right? You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. have this negative mindset around failure and not wanting to fail. And, and for me, I look at how quickly can I fail? If I can poke holes in whatever I'm doing, that means I'm going to figure out, you know, through that failure and through that feedback as an ability or an opportunity to capitalize and grow, and it's just the next launching pad for me to get closer to where I'm actually looking to go. So, you know, I think from having some of those early failures in my life of being expelled from school, I mean, when, let's take, go back to that, the mindset of a high schooler, your first week of your senior year, you are, you know, the, the big dogs on campus, and you're, you know, looking for, you know, some amazing um, you know, experiences in your senior year, you got college ahead of you, and then you get taken out of senior year and you go to continuation high school and you have to go to all of these, you know, I, I had to go to counseling and anger management and community service and all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. That was a major shakeup in my life, but it was failure, but it wasn't necessarily failure, just feedback on what I shouldn't do moving forward. So having some of those early on failures in my life just got me more comfortable with the mindset of, one, failing is okay as long as you, you know, don't make the same mistake over and over again and you choose to learn from it. And then secondly, um, I gained confidence through those failures that I actually have within me what it takes to make the necessary changes should I choose to. So when it came to whether it was pivoting in my relationship at home or pivoting at work or pivoting, you know, my health, whatever it may be, um, I got okay with uh, this mindset of uh, there's nothing wrong with change. There's nothing wrong with pivoting. Um, you just have to make sure that uh, it's in alignment. So I go back to the you know alignment piece of when I'm clear on where I'm going and what I need to do, I know I'm going to fall. I'm going to fall fast. And uh, if I can learn from those you know falls and those failures, I'm going to keep getting back up and learning from it. So the change is inevitable. Um, it just it, it goes back to the individual of how they handle that change and whether they use it to help them or hinder them. Well said. Well said. You've learned at a young age how to uh, how to navigate where uh, many people, uh, you know, very much your senior haven't uh, haven't figured that out. And I think maybe part of that is the 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 millennial entrepreneur in you. And I think some of that, like you said, is by circumstance. But tell us. Uh, tell us a little bit about the the Millionaire Mindcast. Yeah, so that's my podcast, and I started that about eight months ago, and we've had some pretty cool success with that. So that's been a, a fun journey, and essentially, it's it's a pure passion project of mine. And it started, I don't want to say for selfish reasons. It started um, in and really to, to fill a, a gap that I thought was missing for a lot of younger individuals who, you know, don't get surrounded by these conversations because I wasn't. So I'd had some early on financial success, but all I was all, always in the mindset of hustle, grind, you know, all of these, you know, hot words for millennials right now that people are saying, you know, grind, 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 and it was about the money and the success, and yet it just wasn't that fulfilling. I had 
gotten past, you know, a lot of these goals and these thresholds I'd set for myself, and yet um, something still seemed to be missing, which obviously you hear that all the time. And so I joined a mastermind group, and it was a millionaire mastermind group, and these were guys, you know, net worth of some were, you know, barely over a million, and then others were, you know, 100 plus million. But when I got into this group, you know, I'm a big believer in you grow into the conversations around you. And the conversations that I was being surrounded by all of a sudden, it was like, you know, they were kept secret or I was missing all of those. And I realized that there was far more to life than, you know, there was far more to being a quote-unquote millionaire than having a bunch of zeros in your bank account. And so I really wanted to start interviewing other heart-centered millionaires and thought leaders and individuals who were quote-unquote millionaires, um, but it wasn't, their, their, their self-worth wasn't defined by their net worth. They weren't, you know, just banking on the fact that they had some great financial success, but they were, you know, really focused on being, you know, great business owners and great community members and giving back to charities and taking care of their health and traveling and having a good time and, you know, holding themselves accountable. And so I got in this, this group um, at the age of 25 and, and I'd realized how many people not only needed this but were craving it. And so that's why I started the, the Millionaire Mindcast and I interview one millionaire every single week and we're uh, I do a wealth tip on Wednesdays and kind of a, a thought-provoking Friday food for thought every Friday, and um, it's been it's been fun, man. It, it, if anything, I've gotten a ton of growth from it, and uh, you know, as a byproduct, the the greatness um, that has come from it in regards to you guys probably experienced the same thing as getting you know messages from people all around the world now saying how. One thing I said or one thing our guest said just completely changed their life. And that, that's exactly why I did it. Was it, it. Whether it was one relationship, one conversation, or one piece of content that changed someone's thinking and, and led them down a completely new trajectory in life, that's a win for me. And so that's, that's really why I do the, the podcast each and every week. Well, that's awesome. You self-actualize. And um, yeah, it's an art and a talent that not everybody has. And uh, you're constantly a, a consummate uh, student. And uh, I think not just by circumstance, but by desire. And uh, so you're passing on some great stuff. And I, and I just wish that I knew what you knew when I was 28. And um, so I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of hope out there for, um, for, for our listening audience to listen to, listen to Matt, listen to the, his demographic, listen to his story and apply some of the things that he's learned because they are, um, some of them will be on his years, and so I honor you for that. Chris, what else do we have for Matt? Oh, we've got lots for Matt. You know, the show goes quick, <laughs> though. But, it's going uh, quick. It's going quick. <laughs> hey, Matt, what do, you, uh, what do you do for fun? You know, uh, for me, I do a lot of, uh, I try and do a good amount of outdoor activity. Um, I love I love to work hard. I love to play even harder. And uh, so, you know, last year I was in Vietnam for two weeks, uh, riding motorcycles and hiking into the world's second largest cave and camping in the cave. Um, you know, so I do one international trip every single year. I do a lot of hiking with my wife. Uh, I have a two-year-old daughter. We're expecting another one on the way. So a lot of my time and free 
um, you know, my free time is really spent maintaining first and foremost my relationships at home because that's that's most important um, and making sure I have those priorities in check. And then, and secondly, as crazy as this sounds, um, you know, I love working out obviously and taking care of my health. That's a, a big piece of me mentally feeling like I'm in the zone when I'm not working out, I, something's missing. But um, for fun, I'm so obsessed with, you know, the projects and the things that we're working on that a lot of my free time is, is spent, I don't call it work, but it's spent on my projects. It's spent um, with my team. It's, you know, I'm able to be surrounded by an amazing group of people that we're all hard charging towards, you know, this mission of helping people uh, become educated on real estate investing and how they can use that as a vehicle to not only achieve financial freedom, but use it as a long-term wealth, um, you know, vehicle for leaving a legacy behind for your family. And, and so we're, we're working a lot on that. But, um, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm a, you know, a student of life. I'm constantly looking for my, my next teacher. And so a lot of my fun is, uh, is spent just tapping into different circles and communities and, and groups and, I really love just learning from uh, from different individuals all walks of life. I love that. It's a big part of life is learning and, you know, embracing that um, because, you know, firm believer that we're always uh, limited by our own mindset, uh, meaning that you can always expand. You can always learn something new. You can always learn from, you know, certain things. Uh, I learn from everybody um, a lot. I learn of what I don't want, <laughs> um, but there's a yeah. lot of people I learn from that I do, you know, want or want to understand uh, and expand, you know, and I seek those out more than obviously the others. However, you know, this world's filled with um, variations and it's what we put in place our awareness on. And I love that, um, you know, you're, uh, you're just going out there and, you, you know, it sounds like you've got your priorities uh, in check uh, with life and, and some, you know, balance um, or more than just, a, you know, one dimensional person. Um, you're going out there and you're loving what you do. And, and I think that's a big key every day is, you know, really getting up with, uh, you know, this determination, um, you know, with intentions and things that you're going to accomplish uh, and, um, and, and feel good about that, um, you know, for those big projects, like you mentioned. Sometimes you've got to spend, you know, a couple of consecutive days on that stuff. So it's not all going to get done yeah. in one, you know one you know leap at it but um it's chipping away and and doing the right things uh, consistently and long enough and and i think that that's the big thing there's a lot of people that don't go long enough um so they give up and you know unfortunately uh, yeah. a lot of times it's only a few inches away um you know and and they don't push through or you know they allow the circumstance to uh, to overtake them instead of um you know our great word of the day being a pivot master you know i love that one alan by the way <laughs> I figured you would right on, Alan. From you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just as we're you know coming to a, a wrap on the show and and so forth, what I do want to ask you, Matt, is you know how do people work with you? How do they find you? What what you know what social media is? What website? Um, because I think this is a good time for them to jot it down. Uh, for those who resonate it with you, I in, encourage you to you know contact Matt. Matt, you got your stuff together at a young age, and, and I'm sure you've got lots more to learn and grow 
and expand. Um, but I think you're uh, you're doing really well, my friend, and and, it, and it's such a pleasure to have you on the show because these are the kind of shows you know that get me excited is um, seeing the growth in the youth and uh, the younger people, um, you know, really grabbing on to the information that's just so easy to access in today's world. You know, my day, man, we had taper tape sets. Um, you know, we had to flip the tape around to listen to the next side. And then obviously it moved into CDs, um, which was an amazing change. And, you know, now everything's digital and it's easy to access. And I mean, you just have to Google anything and, you know, only a few, just, you know, short, just more than a decade away ago, uh, you know, that information wasn't easy to find. So now today, uh, you have every opportunity to go out there and, and find information, uh, people that are going to resonate with you. Um, you know, my big thing, and, and it's part of my book and my first, probably within my first, uh, you know, paragraph uh, in the first chapter is be careful who you listen to, though. Uh, you know, it's an important aspect, um, you know, in, in life. And you've That's got true. to uh, you've got to make sure that uh, you're listening to the right people, um, you know, just as, yeah. as as easy as it is to access the information. It's easy to go down a road that uh, is just going to lead you nowhere. So be careful of that. Make sure you get some evidence and, uh, and feel good. But most important, listen to yourself. Um, we've got a great great guidance system inside of ourselves and uh, you can really learn how to use that um you know to your own uh goodwill uh what else alan uh you know we're coming we're coming close here but i, I think we have a little little bit of time yeah well, i think we got time for a couple more a couple more questions here before we end the show um matt what's the next biggest thing uh the next biggest move on your horizon i know you're building up your portfolio but uh, is that going to be just a continuation of current activity, or is there something new that you're going to implement that's going to launch faster, bigger, better, bolder here in the near future? Yeah, so you know, I kind of look at everything I'm doing as I have kind of my uh, my ground game, and I got my air game, right? So my ground game is going to be my consistent turns off cash, no matter what I do. Um, it's always there, it's in place. The model's there. Uh, as long as you know that thing is well oiled, it's going to keep you know spitting off cash. So that's really my long-term wealth building goal and focus will always be to you know keep flipping anywhere from 30 to 50 houses a year, like I've been doing. Use that you know portfolio income to go and buy passive income streams or passive income assets, which are obviously my rental properties. So um, that will just be kind of like the, the the wheel that's always spinning, no matter what. That's my ground game. Um, it's kind of been the, the space that I've mastered, and um, I'll keep focusing on that until I get to those, you know, 100 single-family properties. Um, on a very conservative level, I use this kind of model. 100 single-family properties, let's say they were all $100,000 uh, a piece. There's $10 million in equity there once I have that uh, paid off, and then let's say they all bring in an average of $1,000 in passive income. That will be obviously $100,000 a month growth coming in in passive income. So that's going to be always, you know, moving in the background. And then I have my air game, kind of my pie in the sky, the things that I'm really, you know, shooting for the stars and seeing if we can 10x. And that's going to be um, our six-figure real estate investor brand and the community of, you know, really intentional, heart-centered um, individuals who are utilizing the wealth-building vehicle of real estate assets to create the passive income, enough passive income to really 
consider themselves financially free, or I call it being 100% or 100% of your passive income covers 100% of your lifestyle, and, uh, and that's going to kind of be the community and the, the ecosystem that I'm really going to be focusing on over these next few years. And um, Chris asked, you know, how do, how do people follow or get a hold of me? Um, you can always check out matthison.com. Um, you can find me on, my, my, I would say I spend most of my time if we're in the social media world on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, you can add me on there. And we are launching um, our YouTube channel uh, where we have all of our interviews and other content, you know, vlogs and day in the life type stuff uh, that you can follow along there as well. Ah, uh, fantastic, fantastic. Um, let me, I got, I got one last question for you, Matt. We're, we're running out of time here, uh, but one last question for you. We always like to leave, it, leave our audience with, uh, with one thing. You've given them an awful lot of great ideas today, but uh, what one bold move would you like to leave with the audience today? Something they can implement right now to make their business and their life just a little bit better. One will be an actual move. The other one will be a mindset tip. Um, the first one is, uh, you know, go deep, then wide. I think too many people uh, try and do too many things, and especially as entrepreneurs or as people with big goals, right, we take on more than maybe what we really should at times. And uh, the greatest advice, you know, I was given and that I've seen impact uh, the momentum in my life is, you know, go deep, go a mile deep in one strategy or one skill until you become a master at that, and then go wide, right? I look at a, a cup. Don't go and line up six cups and fill all of them uh, a quarter. Fill up one cup until it's overflowing and then put the next cup underneath it. So go deep, then wide. Um, you know, it, to relate that kind of to martial arts, the, the, the sensei will always say to, you know, do three moves, 10,000 times instead of 10,000 moves three times. And then, a lot, and then the, the next one I would say would be uh, the mindset strategy of uh, sensei versus student. And um, the, the legendary individuals in this world, they can shift from being a sensei and a student, right? They're always looking to be a student no matter who it is. Um, we can all be humbled and, and check our ego at the door and say, I can learn something from this individual. So always being a student of life. And secondarily, as you move through life, there's going to be opportunities for you to be a sensei, for you to give back to somebody else, for you to pour into someone else's life and contribute to a cause or an individual or whatever it may be. So keep in mind that you have the ability to shift from being a sensei to a student anytime you choose to, but you have to be intentional about when those opportunities arise. So go deep then wide and be a sensei and a student at all times. Awesome. Awesome. Matt, it Ooh. has been a true honor having you on the show, my friend. You've given some great, great wisdom to not only Chris and I, but to our audience. So thank you so much, Chris. It's been an honor to uh, rock this show with you. Take us home. You got it. Thank you so much, uh, Alan, and uh, you know to our great audience that listens in. And uh, any questions that you have, uh, send us an email, info at thinkbullbebold.com, and we'll be sure to uh, bring a guest on or answer some questions that you may have. Uh, Matt, what a great pleasure. Great to know you, my friend. Thank you for coming on, and uh, we, uh, we'd love to have you on again. And uh, maybe next time we'll take some calls in and uh, have you, you know, answer some of seat. those. Yeah, put you on the hot seat for sure. Thank you it's so much. It's an honor, guys. Thank you so much. 
And it wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.